Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of Partnership for the Arts, where we talk art. I'm Catherine, and sitting next to me is your host, Dave. How are you doing today? Cat, <laughs> I'm doing great. How about yourself? I'm doing great. Our our coffees. I know, our art power, high octane coffee. How about that? <laughs> That's great. That's great. We're going to need it because we've got an incredible show. Oh, we do. A true Renaissance man. Can you believe it? Yes. With some incredible, fun stories that we're going to cover. He is a muralist and a creative artist, so we've got a lot to cover. Oh, we do. Ready to go? I'm ready. This is Partnership for the Arts. Come join us as we explore the worlds of art. You can find this and other episodes on our Facebook page, Partnership for the Arts Group Talk Show, or you can find us on our website at partnershipforthearts.group.org. This show is recorded at the Visual Arts Center in Punta Gorda, Florida. I have to tell you, Dave, we have an amazing Renaissance artist here with us yes, today. Yes, we do. Yes, we yeah, do. Yeah, yeah. Well, been uh, wanting to have him on the show here for a while, so it's great that he actually had time to do it because he's going to be quite busy very soon. <laughs> That's what I hear. So Skip, you pronounce your name Skip Deirda? Yes. Okay, great. So Skip, we're glad to have you on the show. Thank Happy you for being here. Thank you. Thanks for inviting me. Yeah. Okay, great. And what would you say your primary thing is as an artist right now? Well, I used to say it would be decorative artist, but I kind of changed that to creative artist since I do many different things besides murals. Yeah, I, you do murals, graphic design, mm -hmm. photography, and then I saw your technical skills with the uh, acrylic, the watercolor, the oil, and there's so many more things that you're doing right now. That's all going to come into play pretty soon. That <laughs> <laughs> You just have a really impressive background and your work is phenomenal. Yes, yeah. yes it really. is. Amazing. And a lot of people see that artwork, and we'll get into this, but you've been doing a lot of mural painting here in Punta Gorda. Right. For the right. Uh, society. Yep. Yeah. It's been an honor. It, 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 yeah, it took a while for them to find me, but <laughs> I'm glad they did. Yeah, well, we all are. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. And I'm but, sure you've heard that a lot, especially from, from Kelly. Kelly he, well, yeah, Kelly just... Uh, brought to my attention that there's some nice houses for sale here. Uh, <laughs> they've been trying to get me to move here. <laughs> yeah, I guess we should mention that this mural that we're discussing now and some of the others for the Punta Gorda Mural, mural Society. Society. Yeah, Kelly Gaylord, uh, the president of, which is a firecracker <laughs> all by herself. What do you call her? The Energizer Bunny. The Energizer Bunny, yeah. <laughs> Hunnagord is lucky to have her. Oh yeah, we are blessed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. She does so much. What was the uh, region-wide fundraising or thing that happened? I mean, it was in Sarasota County and down here as well. And there were forms you could fill Beginning out. Giving Tuesday. Giving Tuesday. Yes. 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 Yeah. It was like filling out taxes for a business because yeah, you know, I kind of I went through the weather. She filled them all out. I just sort of, but it was a ton of work, mm -hmm. but it paid off. Yes. And yeah. so it was it, hard work. Pays off. It yeah. does. Yeah. Right. <laughs> right. Right. right there. Right. Right. Yeah. I think I might get 
yelled at for this by other artists. <laughs> Sometimes we tend to be a little bit lazy. Yes, I agree. <laughs> uh, I often tell people, well, I got to get off the phone because I can't find my ambition. It's somewhere in the house, but I can't. I've been looking for days. <laughs> it's nowhere to be found. We'll be right back. I'm Janet Watermeyer, Executive Director of the Visual Arts Center, and I listen to Partnership for the Arts Talk Show. Okay, we are back from break, and we want to make sure that we thank Janet Watermeyer, the Executive Director of the Visual Arts Center here where we record our show. And we are sitting here with Skip Deirda. He is a muralist and a creative artist. And Skip, before the break, we were talking about losing your ambition for doing your artwork, and apparently you got a lot of great examples of that. Thank you. <laughs> I have a good friend who does copper sculpture, and okay. he will not do commissions. Really? And, and he, just like me, he'll lose his ambition, but at the very last minute when he has a show coming up, you can't get a hold of him because he has to get product made for the show. There's something to be said about making stuff that you love to do and then finding people that will buy it. Uh, I think sometimes commissions, they might be easier to get, but it's maybe not as pleasurable sometimes when you sell it until you finish it and they get more than what they asked mm -hmm. for. So that kind of makes up for that. Yes, I agree with that. And you're right about when we don't have something to push us for a show or do a commission for somebody, it can almost feel purposeless. There's right. I find that when I work a commission, I love that collaboration. And it's through the collaboration that I feel that I actually tap into my higher artistic potential. And I was wondering if you can identify with that. Absolutely, yeah. and it's it's been more apparent or more noticeable to me and pleasurable since I started doing murals here in Panagora oh. with Kelly Gaylord okay. and the first mural. The Firehouse. Yes. Mm. Chief Briggs and I just hit it off right away. And it, I mean, I've had a lot of really good clients over the years, still do, but we just clicked right away and you're on the same wavelength. So his ideas were things that I had already thought about or some I hadn't thought about, and most of them were really good, and that's hard to find. Yeah. And so it made it so much right. more fun. That's great. Uh, yeah. A collaboration like that, right? Oh, yeah. 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 Makes all the difference. Yep. <laughs> Not to mention Cheesebrick Barbecue, right? Oh, my God. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's good at that. He's good at that. Yeah. Exactly. Right. So, Skip. Let's, uh, let's talk a little bit about some of your background and what else you have done. Because I know, of course, you do the murals. That's, that's right. how we actually uh, met. Right. But you've been involved in watercolor. And did you get any formal education on that? Very little color, <laughs> really. I went to Kutztown State Teachers College in Pennsylvania. It was where I lived. They had the best art department of all the state uh, college in Pennsylvania and that's where my parents could afford to send me. Okay so it sounds like you you started college there but you didn't finish it because I was barged to the racing car. 
racing cars. <laughs> really? So I, I left after a year of cars. I started drawing pictures of the race cars. And I would do an independent drawing, take it to an old time print shop, and they would make an aluminum plate and print them the ink, just black right, ink yeah. on vellum. And then I would get it and get those Pelican inks and hand color them. And they were sold all over the Northeast United States at various tracks for $2 for a color, <laughs> really, and a dollar for black and white. Didn't make a lot of money, but it was it was fun. And now they're collector's items. I still have some okay. at home and they, I sell them online. Um, uh, people look for them. Wow, you might have to get with Mike and Frank and American Pickers, huh? Uh, yeah, I don't know if they're that popular, but uh, yeah, yeah, I wish they were. But uh, I really, it wasn't until many years later that I moved to Florida. And, um, when was that? Early 90s. Mm -hmm. And I was going to buy a business that didn't work out. And I saw an ad in the paper for a job as an artist in Bradenton and answered it. And it was at an art factory. Okay. For lack of a better description. We made art for Robin Stuckey, Rooms to Go. Okay. home builders, designers, and had a full catalog. There were 40 employees there uh, in two locations. And I started out doing screen printing and airbrushing. And the screen printing was where they would have a line drawing made of a painting. It might be a still life. And uh, I would have to burn a screen and then print it on usually like illustration board. And then it would go out in a in a shelf, and one of the artists, we call them the flat artists, on the floor, there were six of those, they would pull it and have to color it in, paint it in, or color, actually. And so I worked there for two years, kept my eyes and ears open. Uh, the second year, I was one of those flat artists, and you had to know how to paint in watercolors, uh, oil paint, acrylics, okay. just about anything. And then I went out on sort of went out on my own. I, I answered another ad where I was doing multiples of paintings for cruise ships, for those those auctions they have on okay, cruise ships. Right. Cruise yeah. ships. Yeah. So I submitted a series of florals, I think was the first one. And you submit like 17 or 18 paintings. And they'll pick the ones they like okay. and say, we want 10 of number two, 15 of number four, and on and on, and then you have to have them done in a certain amount of time, and then they'll give you another order. And I did 1,300 paintings, I think, in 12 months. Wow! <laughs> and all 22 by 30, like standard watercolor sheet size. You only got $30 for each one. So I used tracing paper for the watercolors, and it was under a pseudonym. So I got accepted twice. Well, that's no longer a trade secret. <laughs> and, yeah, well, um, <laughs> and uh, I would do a pen and ink drawing, like with a pitograph pen, mm -hmm. kind of like that drawing on the right side of the brain exercise okay, where you yeah. don't look at the paper, of like a single iris. And I would crumble it up in a ball, flatten it out, and then flow in uh, watercolors or acrylics, and then use one of those gold pens and put a little gold in because the saying at the art factory was if it doesn't sell 
put gold on it and yeah. people will buy it. <laughs> yeah. And um, then I did uh, a series of sailboats. But after a year, it just stopped dead because I think they hired somebody in Miami to copy them for like 10 bucks an hour or something. Oh, okay. And that was the end of that. So then, then I, I just started doing decorative art. As in what? Uh, can painted floor cloths, canvas floor cloths. Okay. Uh, actually, a friend of my wife's gave me a, a little part of her studio um, where I could do my work. And she had already been doing painted furniture for designers in Sarasota, but only if they wanted banana trees, Winnie the Pooh, and there was something else. It was a very narrow field. And if they asked for anything else, she'd say, go see Skip. And I never knew how to say no. So I got to work with several different designers. And that's kind of how I got started in the decorative arts field. Now, I noticed that you had mentioned that you were at the Sarasota Decorative Arts. Did you take any classes there? Or was that something that you learned on your own? Uh, well, no, I learned the, the decorative, the floor cloths on okay. my own. Well, my friend who, whose studio I was in, Linda Griffin, she was doing first time I heard of it and I the first one I did was oh I don't know it was like three by four feet and it was like a border of bricks with terracotta okay, tiles yeah. in the middle and then I put like a dried leaf and a frog and so I was doing trompe l'oeil work but I had never heard oh, the, the word before just yeah. didn't know what yeah. it was well you're a good company there Skip um, Catherine you've done quite a few of them yourself yeah, yeah. With the, uh, I've done a few trompe with my oil painting in the still life mm -hmm. area. Yeah, it it's really fascinating to work at that level. And then actually being able to transfer that and do that with a mural. Yeah, I love that in your mural. When I saw that in your murals, I was really floored by that because it's it's easier to do a trompe when when you have a smaller piece, a ten by sure. twelve inch. It's all right there in front of you, but to do something on a wall. Like, uh, it takes up your whole visual scope. Mm -hmm. I know on a smaller painting, it's like you can do it from just one perspective point, but to pull it off on a larger scale and to be standing in different areas and it still has that effect, that is masterful Amazing. painting. Yes. Yeah. It is, it, is, it is a lot different on a wall, and the, probably the number one question I get when I'm painting a wall is, how do you visualize it when you're so close to the wall? And oh, well, that checks off my question. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Do you want the answer now? Yes. Uh, okay. So the answer is it's in my head. It's just I visualize, know what I want it to look like most of the time. But having said that, times I can step back. Or even when I did the five-story building in Sarasota, 40 feet off the, off the ground. Wait, I, I want to... Go back. Okay. You did a five-story mural. Yes. Yeah. It was uh, actually it was my first actual outdoor mural. Oh well, sure. I mean, why not? And so I was very naive about it, but I did my homework. And even back then, you could get online and do research. Almost the dark ages. And, and so I it was on stucco, and I found out that. One of the most famous trompe l'oeil artists uh, that did exterior murals is Richard Haas. And uh, he did a lot of work in Europe, and then um, most of his work is in this country. 
but he used a product called Kime. Uh, it's a silicate uh, paint system that bonds with the stucco. can only be used on stucco. Oh, interesting, and yeah. So I did know enough to use that, but I do remember getting permission to go up on the roof, and you had to go up to the fifth floor and then go into this attic and then climb one of those <laughs> steel ladders and open up the steel trap door. And I had a 100-foot tape measure with a big bolt duct tape to the end. And I, there were, I forget how many, like a dozen or 16 windows. And I thought, like, very naively, because they didn't have the, fr the front elevation drawings for me yet, mm. I could kind of get an idea the distance the windows were from each other, or at least vertical, I couldn't do. Yeah, you know, horizontal. horizontal. Yeah. When you're up that high, you, well, you can't do that because it was so breezy. It was, you know, it was like <laughs> going back and forth. It, it just didn't work. That's one large but, plumb bob. Yeah, but, yeah, exactly. But, but the visual part, I just knew. I just, I just knew what it was going to look like. It just comes to you. Yeah. It sounds yeah. like you have a really great sense of space. Uh, do you find it's easier to visualize a larger space or a building than it is for a smaller canvas to put something on there? Mm -hmm. No. It's, okay. It's, yeah. <laughs> Skip, I wanted to move on because uh, we are going to be running out of time here soon. And a couple of things we wanted to cover. Skip, you, you've done several murals uh, in Punta Gorda. How about we start with the first one you did? Firehouse. The Firehouse. Yes. Mm -hmm. yeah. And that was actually, again, two murals, two different walls. That's right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And two stories. Yeah. The, the, the biggest wall was, I don't know, 20-some feet high and 30-some feet long. And I mimicked, uh, is it City Hall? Mm -hmm. the, the, the original Firehouse is where City Hall is now, down, down here. So it's a sort of a smaller version of that, a lot of bricks. Um, <laughs> yeah, hand-painted yeah, hand bricks. Yeah, yeah hand-painted bricks. And there's, I think, 70, 72, or is it 42? I don't know. A bunch of bricks have numbers embossed, which are for uh, badge numbers of past and present uh, okay. firefighters and employees. Fire right, yeah, a lot of detail in there, and it and mm -hmm. it depicts the history of the Punta Gorda exactly. uh, fire from volunteer up to now. Uh, and we mentioned this on the show before when we actually interviewed Kelly. It's actually used for education purposes right. for right. the kids that come to the fire station. Yeah, I actually I designed a, a rack card that they give out. Um, it's a four by nine inch, uh, like a postcard, uh, printed both sides, and both murals. Uh, the two different walls are on it, but within those murals are uh, tw like 24 items. They're not re all hidden, some of them are, but I have the list on, on one of the cards. So whether you're a kid or an adult and you want to mess around with it, when you walk in there, the guy, if the guys are there, they'll come running out because <laughs> they just love to That's talk fun. about it. Yeah. And they'll give you one of those cards. They have a flexi thing right near their lockers where you can take one too and you can look for those 24 or 25 items. Well I have a question about one of the items. What's the significance of the red string? Oh yeah well <laughs> um, <laughs> of course there's a story for that. Oh great. Of course. Uh, 
when my wife and I first got together, we lived in a condo and I didn't have much work. And I had the bright idea of painting a mural on the wall of our kitchen. And I painted the stereotypical wood frame, old wood frame window with the white windowsill with the little fascia below it and uh, a scene to the outside and no big deal. And you can paint light and shadow to show depth and form. Right. Mm -hmm. But when you have receding planes, so if you can envision the front edge of the windowsill, which is usually like an inch thick, and then that, that fascia or the board that's behind it is also an inch thick mm -hmm. and probably four inches uh, wide. And then when you go below that, there's another, it goes back another inch to the wall. So if something's hanging over that and the light source is from uh, an angle, mm -hmm. the shadow moves. Yeah. And that reinforces depth. Yeah, exactly. And the eye sees red first, so okay. I a red string. I don't know uh, why, it just came to me. And Eileen came home and she hated it. <laughs> she did. And it was the one time I stood my ground and then I did... The next time I used it was for a, a, a show house okay. thing, you know what they are, but for designers. Mm -hmm. And I did a canvas mural, uh, like a tapestry, mm -hmm. um, like a six by ten feet or okay. something. Yeah. And um, I put the red string in, and there were two ladies that were writing for the St. Petersburg Times, and I told them the same story, and they kept following me around and saying, <laughs> so, let's get this straight. Your wife hated it, and you still do it? <laughs> And it just stuck. And so now people ask for it. Um, although uh, Eileen did set me straight, and I would tell people the boring reason, which I just told you, to show depth and form. But she went to Rhode Island School of Design, and so you have to have the art school reason. And it's the reason is it's the connection. And this, this actually turned out to be true. It's the connection between the artist and the work, and the work and the client. And so I love that. now that yeah. they asked for it, it's, well it worked well, out. Yeah. 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 It was so fun to, to go online and try to, I started doing that. Like, let me go to the next mural and see what I could, yeah, I enlarge as much as I can, but I just got to go see some more of them in person and yeah. start picking out. That, that seems like a fun game. Well, I guess we know where we're going to go next when we wrap up here. <laughs> a field trip down to the firehouse and we could <laughs> oh yeah there you go I'd yeah there that. was a, a, a funny story i mean the guys at the firehouse got were so into it um and i would do things like um before i the last day i worked before christmas and we had people coming in so i just took people up and so i would wait till they would go out and call and then I would do something fun. So what I did is I painted the first red string in that mural hanging out of the windowsill with a, a little card. So there was a hole punched in the card, painted. And I wrote on it, Merry Christmas, uh, uh, PGFD, and I signed it. And they didn't see it till they got back and they went berserk. <laughs> and then when I came back near the, near the end of the first wall, I painted a yellow pencil on the floor. It wasn't even on the wall. A number two pencil. And I, every time
time they come back, I put a paint bucket over it so they didn't see it. And then you go on a call, and I go and quick run over and try to finish it. So I, that was a Friday, and I left. I, didn't, I, I worked a few Saturdays, but not too many. And when I came back in Monday morning, there was another yellow pencil, real one, next to it, a pen, something else, and there was a, a metal keyway. And a, a keyway is like if you have a, a pulley or a gear on a shaft, and there's a, a slot mm -hmm. uh, right. milled into each one where that keyway, so it doesn't spin. So it was three inches long, quarter inch by quarter inch, <laughs> sitting there. So I moved it. I put it on top of a, a junction box. And it kept going back to the pencil. So what I did is I painted a copy of it <laughs> on the running board of the fire truck. And then we kept playing these games. And when I went to the second mural, I, I'm up on the lift and I'm painting and I look down and the, the, the lockers have an angled top to them. And I look down and start laughing. There's the keyway on top of the lockers. <laughs> so I painted the keyway on top of the lockers, and then took the real keyway and put it someplace else. So there's there's three keyways in the two murals, and then the day before we did the unveiling, there was a hole up on the second mural, like on the second floor, which is where the second mural is, in the wall. Like it was something for like electrical thing, and they didn't patch it. And whoever was playing this game, I know who it was, it was the chief's brother, Johnny. Um, tied the original keyway, which he found, to a red string and shoved the red string <laughs> in the hole so it's still there, the real one. Oh, oh okay. <laughs> yeah. So it was, it was just fun. It oh, was, you got to make just, it fun. That, yeah. Wow, that, what a hoot. <laughs> so it's all, the whole thing is, I, I say it, I've said it a million times, I don't like to paint just a pretty picture on the wall. Exactly. It has to be interactive in some way whether it's just to evoke a wow, but the wow has to come at the second look, not the first or the third. Um, I don't want them to see everything in one shot. Why is they welcome back? Exactly, that's what I say. I always feel like the strongest works of art keep drawing you back in, you mm -hmm. know, and then you start to discover other levels to it. But something that's in depth like that, you, it, it has an impact on one level and I think it just intuitively draws you in or subjectively and you keep looking at it and then you discover something else mm -hmm. and it never ends, right. you know, and I love that. And I, I feel that that's a mark of really a masterful work, you know, to be able to do something like that. Mm -hmm. Right. Well said, Catherine, because they really are masterpieces of art. They, they truly are. And Skip, we're, we're so glad that you're sticking around to do another one uh, here soon. We'll um, get that out on part two because we are running out of time. But, Catherine, we wanted to mention the uh, walking tours. Yeah, Historical Mural Society, you can do a, a walking tour or yes. a field trip. tours and, okay. and classes, and she just split it up into, like, part one and two, because there's so much to talk about. It's the history right, of yeah. the murals and what they represent. Right, and Kelly does those in classroom. They just had a bicycle tour of the murals. Yeah, 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 yeah. I saw that, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, so... If people wanted to find some of your artwork or get in touch with you, how would they do that? Um, well, uh, two, I have two websites. They both go to the same place, emurals.com, E-M-U-R-A-L-S.com. Okay. And then my name, skipdearda.com, S-K-I-P-D-Y-R-D-A. 
and um, and then I'm on Facebook as Painter Skip, and I think it's the same on Instagram. Okay, so we are going to wrap up part one. Skip, really, thank you so much for thank coming you. on the show. Appreciate it. It's great to catch up with you again. Yeah. It's been such a pleasure, and even talking to you outside the show, the recording, uh, and all the funny stories. See, this is why we have to have him back. <laughs> just amazing stories, and just, you know how skip stories. Are. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> okay, so we are going to, uh, we're going to wrap up part one here with Skip. Again, thank you for coming on the okay, show. Thanks. So, I'm going to say, Catherine, Thank you for coming on the show. Dave, this has been such a pleasure, and I look forward to all the next shows coming up and uh, to talking with Skip again. Yep. It's full of laughs. If only you all knew what happened when we shut off the recorder. <laughs> <laughs> okay, yeah, I think we're going to leave it at that. Everyone, thanks for listening to Partnership for the Arts, where we talk art. This is Partnership for the Arts Talk Show. Thanks for joining us. As we explore the worlds of art. You can find this and other episodes on our Facebook page, Partnership for the Arts Group Talk Show, or you can find us on our website at partnershipforthearts.group.org. This show is recorded at the Visual Arts Center in Punta Gorda, Florida. And I have to say, it's all about Art power. There you go. <laughs> if only you all knew what happened when we shut off the recorder. <laughs> right. And I think uh, you missed a part, Skip, where um, Kat decided that she was going to try the delicacies of the different colored crayon. <laughs> okay, yeah, I think we're going to leave it at that. Everyone, thanks for listening to Partnership for the Arts, where we talk art. Strange enough, I'm getting hungry. <laughs>